Are you ready to learn my favorite mindset tool to reach your goals faster? This is one of the most powerful tools you will ever learn to reach your goals. So here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Today, I have with me Amy Gretschmiel. Amy's a former Fortune 500 VP who has taken her passion for mentoring and personal growth to help corporate moms and working parents reduce stress and overwhelm and experience more balance, presence, and ease in their personal and professional lives. Amy guides parents to get clear on the desired outcomes so they may leave a lasting legacy for their family and make an impact in their career. Amy is an action-oriented mentor who has helped hundreds of individuals reach their goals while overcoming personal and professional challenges. So today, welcome, Amy. I think it's a great segue from our last episode of Supermom Syndrome, and this is honing in on the corporate mom and how you can reach your goals and gain balance by looking inward and having some insight regarding your mindset. It's a great conversation, and I hope you find it as valuable as I did. Hi, Amy. I'm so excited to sit and chat with you today. I'm glad that you're here. Hi, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So let the audience know just a little bit about what you do. Sure. My name is Amy Gretschmiel. I am a corporate mom coach. And what that really means is I'm a life and mindset coach for working mothers, mm-hmm. um, sometimes dads too, depending on the, the circumstance. But I really help working moms and dads create more balance, presence, and ease in their daily life. I know working parents are up against a lot of competing priorities at no other point in their life do they have as many priorities as they do as when they are, you know, head deep underwater in their careers and raising children? And so I yeah. really, so I really help them to establish more clarity, balance and ease in their daily life. Yeah. And this is a great conversation to have as far as timing right now for our podcast, because we previously just did an episode on super moms and super mom syndrome. But what I like about what you do is, you know, you specifically hone in on the corporate mom, right? And how to balance that. So this is a great segue from that prior episode into this. And I think it resonates with our audience so much as we have a lot of corporate moms who have moved from a major city to the suburbs. And like you said, it's an intense juggle to say the least. Yes, you know? it is. <laughs> and so having said that, you know, because there is so much going on, personal growth can feel really hard or even impossible, I think, as a corporate mom. And as you described when we chatted, it's kind of like this, but now what syndrome sets in because everything that was kind of supposed to happen that you wanted to happen that was ideal maybe has, right? Like, you know, you're married, you have the house, you have the kids. In my audience case, they finally have like that dream house in the suburbs even, right? But there is something that is still missing. And so let's talk about that and like why that happens and how it can leave corporate moms feeling. 
Yeah. So, you know, what I see a lot of, and I experienced this myself, which, you know, drove me to leave my corporate career and then become a coach. We kind of go through life oftentimes following a prescriptive roadmap, right? Like graduate from high school, go to college, get a good job, get married, buy a new house, have kids, move to the suburbs, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of this like prescriptive roadmap that our society subscribes to. It's not good or bad. It just exists, right? It just is. And oftentimes we we go through this, right? And, And we end up in you know, the suburbs with a family and a career and a husband. Mm-hmm. And we think to ourselves, well, what's next, right? Yeah. What's, what's next here? And oftentimes the older we get, the harder it is to really define what that is. And so people start to really question like, well, what is next? What's going to bring me, you know, fulfillment and happiness in my day to day. And because we've, we've subscribed to this, idea that there needs to be something next. There needs to be a plan, right? And growth is a part of the process. Like it's a part of being human. Humans, that's how we operate. We're always kind of striving for growth in some area. Yeah. But when we get to this point, it's oftentimes people want to enjoy what they've created and they don't really know how to do that. Right. They don't really know how to do that. They've worked so hard for so many years, maybe even decades to Mm -hmm. reach this level of success, to have, you know, the house, the home, the husband, the kids, the career, all the things, money in the bank. But then they don't know how to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and and to really feel that inner peace and fulfillment and and joy to enjoy this amazing life that they've created. And so that's why personal growth is so important because it, it allows you to really look inward. Yeah. Look inward and think about, okay, well, what what must I modify or really work on internally so that I can savor all of this amazingness that I've created? And people don't really teach us how to do that because mm-hmm. we're focused so much in our society on the achievement mentality of what's next, what's next, what's next, right? And so we want to just pause and and really stop and enjoy our life that we've created and think about what's working and what's not. Yeah. And I'll just to clarify here too, because like thinking about the what next, you're talking about the phase when you are, I call it the in the trenches phase. Like, so the kids are still young and stuff. This is not the empty nester phase where I am at, which that question can pose then. But this is when you are really still in the throes of it all. You've achieved everything, but you are in the throes. And it's like, how do we take a minute to enjoy all that we've achieved so far and raise our kids and all of that, right? Exactly. I mean, and person, I mean, just to be clear, personal growth, I mean, it can occur at any point in one's life. People, you know, everybody's journey is different on when they kind of, you know, get to a point where they're like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe there's some other way to look at this, or maybe there's some other, you know, level of fulfillment I'm missing here. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens at different stages in people's lives. But I mean, for me, it happened for me when I was working in my corporate career and then had my kids. Right. Yeah. And, and I and I think it's good to bring it up then and try to recognize it then before the kids are grown so yeah. that you learn early on how to enjoy what you have. It's really important. There's something you and I are both really passionate about. And it's we're gonna dive right in. And and in order to do this, it does involve your mindset and mindset management. And you and I are passionate about something called 
the model because tackling your mindset's the key to get more balance and presence. So let's explain the TFAR model that you and I are passionate about. You're trained in it as a life coach. Mm -hmm. I had a business coach who was also a life coach and I learned about the model and the impact it had, I mean, was Mm -hmm. exponential for me. Mm -hmm. And I use it on a regular basis in my life to manage my thoughts and like what's happening in my life. And it's such an incredible tool. So let's dive into it. I agree. So this is called the TFAR model. And, you know, I didn't learn this until I started working with coaches myself. And I was, I was 35 years old when that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm already like, you know, well into my career. I just became a parent and I just kind of felt like the walls were like caving in on me, all the Mm. The pressure, self-imposed mostly. And I really wanted to like, you know, get a grip on how to manage all the things, the career, my kids, and how to show up in a way that that I was really proud of and happy with. And I quickly realized once I became a parent and, you know, and moved to the suburbs too, you know, living in a bigger home, the, the level of responsibility is just just increased tremendously, right? Yeah, in it's addition huge. To the corporate yeah. career. Yeah. And all the methods out there, like things to do, you know, systems in place, things like that, like, yes, they work, but only to a degree. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to find a way to just feel balanced and fulfilled and not overwhelmed Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Like that Mm -hmm. was really, really important to me. I did not want to show up as a stressed out mom Mm -hmm. for my young kids. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started working with coaches and I was taught what's called the TFAR model. Mm -hmm. And this is truly how to solve any problem. Like you can apply this model to any area in your life to your kids, to your career, to your finances, to your health and fitness. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to show how wild it is in a minute. Yes. We'll give an example. It's really, really powerful. Yeah. 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 And so what it stands for, TFAR, is your thoughts inform your feelings, your feelings inform your actions, and your actions inform your results. But the key message in there really is that your thoughts create your feelings. Yep. No one ever told me this until mm-hmm. I was 35, mm-hmm. right? No one ever told me this. Your thoughts cause your feelings. Mm-hmm. And when I really, really got this, right? And, I, and I've studied this for years now and I use it all the time. And it, it's so, it can go so much deeper too, right? But this is really just the tip of the iceberg. But when you really grasp that your thoughts around the circumstances in your life, what mm-hmm. is a circumstance? A circumstance is really everything that's going on outside of you. Mm-hmm. They're actually neutral facts. So a fact could be like, my son woke up at 5.30 this morning. That's a circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's a fact, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You may then have thoughts surrounding that fact, your thought around that fact could be positive or negative, but the fact mm-hmm. still remains, it's neutral. Your son woke up at 5.30 this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Or your kid woke up at 5.30. So mm-hmm. the point here is that you get to choose the thoughts you have mm-hmm. on the external circumstances in your life. 
Yep. You don't have to just react based on like knee-jerk reactions and feelings, mm-hmm. which is where so many people live from. Mm-hmm. And I live from that place too. And so when I learned this model, I was able to really, really, it's almost like practicing like mental or thought hygiene. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to reframe my thinking mm-hmm. so that I felt better more of the time. So regardless, and the key here was that regardless of what was going on outside of me, right? My boss sending an email late or asking me to stay late or my kid waking up early or my husband forgetting to take out the trash or, you know, a leak in the guest room or whatever it is, whatever the circumstance was, I got to choose my thoughts or my interpretations. When I really embraced that, I noticed I felt better more of the time. Yes. And it's not to say you won't be impacted at all, but I, I was able to get a real, real grasp of my feelings and my emotions, which improved my overall quality of life. Yeah. So to break it down, like you had talked about, there's a circumstance, right? And the way we learn too, it's like you said, it's neutral. So you have to make sure it's not a, it's not a circumstance that your thoughts creating. It's a circumstance. They used to say it can be proved in a court of law, right? right. Like my son did wake up at five 30, right? That's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm moving. That's a fact, right? Like I, whatever. So that remains neutral. There's nothing you can do about it. It's there. And then like you said, we have a thought about it. Right. And we take that thought and it's good to almost write it down. It's like, what's my thought about that? Oh man, my day's starting so much. It could be negative. It's starting so much earlier. I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be overtired. The hour I needed to work out before he got up is gone now. I mean, could you go on and on and on, right? right. And then that thought creates a feeling. Okay. So mm-hmm. the feeling now is, oh God, now I'm overwhelmed because now my schedule's thrown off. How am I going to get this done? I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling whatever, right? I'm going to cry. It could, be, it could be a million things. That action leads us to the result. How did our day go? So Mm -hmm. typically that negative framing winds itself all the way down throughout the whole day. And at the end of the day, we probably didn't get as much done. We are tired. We're irritable, whatever. Now, if you rewrite that and you go back to him waking up at 530 and you say, okay, how am I going to reframe it? Okay. So I'm going to have some extra time with my son this morning. That's a little bit quiet. We can have some one-on-one time. We can do, you know, my point is you kind of reframe something positive that'll create a feeling maybe of more calmness. Okay. We can get through this. Okay. We're going to just adjust our day a little and it'll all work out. Right. And so then the result of the day turns out to be something totally different. If we just reframe our thought. Exactly. Right. Was that a good way to sum it up? That's perfectly said. I mean, the punchline here is basically your results in life, wherever they are, with your kids, with your career, with your marriage, with your house, your results are reinforcing every type of original thought that you have around it, right? That's so, so good. Yeah. To look at it almost like backing so into loop, it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. If, if you're not getting a result in a certain area of your life, mm-hmm. you have to really think about what thoughts you have surrounding that circumstance. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's a really good one to look at it more of a macro. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not in the job that you want, Mm -hmm. you are having, and the thing about thoughts that I also want to stress that I learned that I didn't know, our brains trick us. It's like a primitive thing to just go with what they are comfortable with and used to, period. And so a lot of times when a negative thought creeps in, you have to actually say to yourself, 
is that even true? And I will tell you nine times out of 10, the things we're telling ourselves aren't even based on any fact. No. Well, they are exactly right. So as human beings, we have what's called a huge negativity bias. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not being mindful, if we're not being mindful of our thought process, yep. Oftentimes our brains, and and there's a reason for this for evolutionary reasons, but our brains will go to the negative. It will go to the negative to keep us comfortable, to keep us protected, to keep us safe. But as human beings, we also have the power of our mindset. And what does that really mean? It means we get to choose our thought process. We get Mm -hmm. to choose our perspective around life's circumstances, Mm -hmm. around our child waking up early in the morning, our perspective around not getting promoted, our perspective around, you know, paying too much for the house in the suburbs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? We actually get to choose our thoughts around that. And so with this tremendous power of choice, why not choose thoughts that enable us to feel better? Yes. But you have to stop yourself because like you said, I think it comes from a primitive programming for survival Mm -hmm. of why our brains do that. And so knowing Mm -hmm. that in today's society, we're not, you know, like having (laughs) our cave is our house, I guess, but we're not like, you know, fighting a bear and all that. So Mm -hmm. there's other things that come up that are stressors, but you do have to stop your brain. And even things like, I even had an incident last week, like something happened where I think I didn't hear back from a friend that timely. And my brain started to escape to all these things. And I literally was like, do you have any proof of what you just told yourself? And the answer was no. And it's like, well, then that's just your thought. And so I'm sure there's probably a good excuse, reason, whatever. And of course there was, but like your brain has a tendency to just take off on this path where none of it's even true. And when we're unaware of that, right, we can, I mean, people can live there for, you know, weeks, months, years with these negative thought patterns, really living in fear, driving their life. And what I mean by that is is, is fear is being afraid to do certain things because they are believing all the negative thoughts to be truth. And even if there's evidence or not, the reality is it's still just a thought that exists in your head, yeah. right? It's not absolute truth. And so you kind of have to, you know, this is why I talk about mindset management. Mindset management is the key to mm-hmm. creating success in any area of your life, in your mm-hmm. parenting, in your career, in your mm-hmm. finances, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's managing your mind on a daily basis and mm-hmm. controlling what I call the ants, the automatic negative thoughts. Yeah. That's what we have, right? It's When you focus on managing those automatic negative thoughts on a daily basis in the same way that you manage like your calendar or your kids or whatever, or your house, Mm -hmm. when you get a grip on that, everything changes. It does. It falls into place. Yes. Yes. But it, it is, you do have to be aware. And because it is such a natural default for our brains to go the other direction, as we described, the skill I find that you have to develop is stopping and you have this like inner conversation and like with that thought and go, okay, wait a minute, where do you have proof of that? Like, where did that come from? Or, you know, or, or I, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I just had this thought and that's making me feel whatever. How could I reframe that? I Mm -hmm. ask myself that question Mm -hmm. and then I'll go, well, if I reframe it as 
X, I'll be like, hmm, now I feel way different. I feel way lighter. I feel more relieved about it. Now I can kind of go forward and tackle it. A hundred percent. And you can even start, you know, because most people, unless you've, you know, been doing this mindset work or have worked with coaches or maybe even some therapists, although I didn't, I worked with therapists and I didn't discover this until I started working with coaches. And I was yeah, like, therapists, I don't think do much of this that, yeah, that I know yeah, of. Yeah. 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 And so but when you, you know, most people aren't doing the mindset work that we're talking about here, but what people are very aware of is how they're feeling. Yes. How they're feeling, right? People can identify with that very easily. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm yes. feeling anxious, yes. whatever it is. And so take those feelings as, as clues. Mm-hmm. Those are clues and ask yourself, well, what would I rather feel instead? Mm-hmm. If you want to go from anxiety to calm, mm-hmm. or from you know from stress to ease, mm-hmm. you have to think about okay, what would I feel instead, and how could I reframe my thoughts around this external circumstance? Mm-hmm. How could I reframe my thoughts around this to feel better? Right. Because you can sort of back into it and go, I'm feeling like this and say, what am I thinking that's making me feel like that, right? And then once that is, and then, you know, so you can even take, I'll tell the audience just as you can take a piece of paper and write down like in a column, like C T F A R Mm -hmm. and under C, just put, what is the circumstance I'm dealing with? Right. And then T just write your, what is, what is my thought about that? And then go, how is that thought making me feel? How is that feeling making me act? And what's the result I'm getting? And when you write it down briefly in a little list like that on a piece of paper, you can look at it and be like, wow. And then you could make a column right beside it of the same thing and say, same circumstance. What happens if I change my thought? And you'll see as you write down the list, the whole entire thing changes. Yep. It's, yep. it's a complete reframe. Completely. It's amazing the power of that whole thing. Yeah. And it's I call that... Side by side, like you just described, an unintentional model versus an intentional model. Yep. And that's what this is all about. It's about being intentional with our lives in the same way that we're intentional about our careers, about our homes, about our food, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. We want to be intentional about our thoughts. Yeah. You know, it's funny, even with clients that I help, most people are stuck and overwhelmed decorating their house. And that sounds funny, but it's about their mindset because they are like, oh, I don't know what things cost, but they haven't taken a minute to find out what things cost. And there's like a one minute tool I have that you can do that, you know, and it's like they get stuck in their own thought. Like I'll never be able to do that. There's too many rooms to furnish. And those are the thoughts instead of sort of backing up and saying, how could you rethink about this? So even something like a project, our brain tends to go to overwhelm because that's where it's comfortable to sort of sit and not do anything about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that could apply to a work project, anything. My accessory course is here. So to grab it, you can go to my website and click on course. Or if you go to my Instagram page, click the link in bio. That's right. I'm bringing it to you because over the last several years, it has been one of the top requested things that I get asked. And it just so happens it's what I'm really passionate about and what I've always loved to do. I always felt like your home wasn't fully dressed until I brought in that last layer and I loved doing it. And I love styling for my photo shoots. And most of the time I bring in all the accessories and get everything styled for a photo shoot. Guess what? The client wants to keep it all. 
Well, I'm going to show you my secrets, my tips, my tricks. It's going to be in a really simple video course broken up into modules that are going to be easy for you to get resources, solutions, and really quick wins at an affordable price, all with direction from me. So you can have your home looking like those sitting in a magazine or how I set them up for photo shoots really easily. I'm super excited. So if you're scratching your head about what to put on your coffee table, what to put on your mantle, how to arrange it, what to put in your bookcases, you're going to want to go click that link in bio and get this course at a very affordable price. I hope to see you there. So having said that, as we touched upon before we started talking about this, you were saying that, you know, you do need to look inward for these changes. So what we'll do is we'll talk about how we're going to expand on that and how the model helps you do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, you know, a good starting point, there's this great quote that I love by Dr. Michael Beckwith, and he always says, pain pushes until the vision pulls. Mm. And I love that because it's where you start. You think about where in my life am I experiencing the most pain or discomfort, right? It doesn't have to be like pain in terms of like physical sense, but uneasiness, discomfort, you know, dissatisfaction, things like that. And that's really your entry point, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something in your parenting. Maybe it's something with your house. Maybe it's something in your career. Mm -hmm. And that's your entry point to really think about like, okay, how am I feeling about this situation? And what would I rather feel instead? Mm -hmm. And what can I then embody through my mindset, through my thought process, intentionally embody to feel better about this. You have to, it's a practice. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely a practice and it's something you have to be intentional about. But Mm -hmm. like you said earlier, when you are intentional about this mindset work, everything else falls into place because it all starts with mindset. Like mindset is driving everything we do. Mm -hmm. It's even, you know, I consider our thoughts and our feelings when you combine both of them, that's that's kind of like our mindset. But that's what drives the actions that we take. Totally. So like our actions are the same as our behaviors, right? So if you're if you're snapping at your kids or if you're stuck in indecision about, you know, a, a project or a renovation, mm-hmm. right? You have to think to yourself, well, like what mindset am I in that's driving these actions and behaviors? Yeah. And that's your entry point. That's where you start all this work. And and through the repetition of this mindset work, that's when you begin to reframe and that's when you begin to embody a different mindset in your life. Everything yeah. in your life just you know, turns out differently. Because you have a great list on your website that I think is very accurate about what many corporate moms probably crave. I'll just mention a couple of them, but like establishing balance and boundaries between your work and home. So you're saying, okay, so if that's something you want to achieve, If you get your mindset work done first, it allows you to then look inward to sort of create that goal for yourself, correct? Yes. And just to take it a step further, it's really around understanding that you actually have control of the boundaries in your life. Mm -hmm. You're not a victim of circumstance. That's a good good point. 
And so that's what this is about is like you and you alone are responsible for your life. You mm-hmm. and you alone are responsible for your time. Mm-hmm. So you can either choose to live in victimhood or resignation of mm-hmm. I can't because, you know, I have all this work to do, right? My boss says this or, so, you know, all these things. We go down this rabbit hole of excuses and negativity, or we can show up from a place of empowerment mm-hmm. and create a boundary between our work and our home. And, yeah. and then we must be in integrity with that boundary. And again, mm-hmm. that's not something that, that comes natural to many people because yeah. we have these thought processes of all these shoulds, all these things we need to be doing yes. that are going through our head, which quite simply they're self-imposed. Yeah. They don't serve us, especially mothers. Yeah, definitely. It's that intense, intense juggle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because you have something like, you know, wake up each morning prepared with a purposeful plan for the day ahead. That is all driven by your thoughts because you can wake up and be like, oh crap. Mm -hmm. Or you could wake up and be like, okay, like there's going to be challenges, but we're going to handle them. And we're going to, right? Just about a whole different set of a few words can change your whole outlook. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, you could wake up in the morning and say to yourself, you know what? Today is the start of a brand new day, a day that's never happened before, and I'm going to make it great. Right. Or you could wake up in the morning frustrated about what happened the day before when you went to bed or what you saw on the news or what's happening around you in the morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get to decide. That's the point. That's the beauty of the TFAR model is you get to decide. It's incredibly empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And we have this, this is available to all of us. It's just most people aren't even aware of the power of choice that we really have and how we show up in our day. Yeah, it really is the root of all of it. And you bring up a good point. It does empower you. And you can, like you said, choose your thoughts and then choose you know, how you're going to handle and choose those goals in your life and go and get them. It it is all up to you and we all have the power to do it. And somehow we get, like you said, we feel like a victim too often of our job, of time, of all kinds of things and excuses that our brain makes up, you know, to a certain degree that puts a roadblock in front of us. And another, you know, trap that I see, and I get caught in this too sometimes still, and I do, and I've been doing this work for over five years, is we then judge ourselves Mm -hmm. for having negative thoughts. Yeah. And the reality is it's negative thoughts have to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something I, I call, or one of my coaches called the 50-50 experience. And, mm-hmm. and that's true for everyone in life. And what does that mean? That means 50% of the time, we're going to feel you know good and positive and all the things. And the other 50% of the time, we're going to feel more like lower level emotions, maybe irritable, frustrated, whatever. But mm-hmm. the reality is, all emotions must exist because we're human beings, right? And right. we're here to experience all of these emotions, a range of emotions. Mm-hmm. But what happens is people are unaware of this fact. And what happens is that is that people kind of take from that 50% positive mm-hmm. and they make it more negative than it has to be. Right. And so people end up living lives that are like 80% negative or frustrated or irritating and then maybe 20% positive or even worse, like 90-10. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so it, it's just so important to, to be aware of like 
the mindset management, because that's going to inform how you feel. And if you want to feel more balanced in that, you know, 50-50 experience, if you want to feel more balanced, then we have to take control of those automatic negative thoughts, which everyone has, and not judge ourselves for them. To really just look at our interpretations or our negativity, look at it as a scientist and mm-hmm. not as a judge. Yeah. And let me stress too, the thought model isn't about like lying to yourself or anything. You can say like, cause life is challenging. Life is going to have its stressors. It's how we respond to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so an example that the life coach I worked with gave one time, she had driven her car into something in the garage that wasn't normally there. Okay. So it caused like some damage to the car. Mm. And luckily no one was hurt or anything. It was in, it was contained, whatever, but she gets over to the dealership because it was a, was a significant amount of damage, at least to the car, not to her and all and whatever, no one else was hurt. And so she had to get it fixed. So she's at the car dealer and he said to her something like, you're handling this so well, like you're not even upset. And she was just like, here's the thing, like it happened. Right. And we have insurance and no one is hurt. And so I'm just here to like get it fixed. I mean, you know, because we could put a ton of drama into that Mm -hmm. incident, right? Mm -hmm. And flip out and it's the car. I mean, right. There's a million directions that could have gone. So that's just one example. It doesn't mean that your days are going to go perfect, right? right? But it's just about how do we handle those challenges? Like you said, with your child waking up at 5.30 when they normally sleep an extra hour. Okay, well, what can we do now to make that a positive experience or kind of roll with that extra hour we have, you know? So it's really about just reframing it, not making something up that isn't true. It's just about reframing it Mm -hmm. and having a different outlook on it, right? Would you say that's a good way to? A hundred percent. It's reframing the circumstances in your life so that you can feel better, basically. I mean, it's, and and it's not, you know, like toxic positivity or anything like that. You get to decide how you want to feel about certain things. And again, there's a range of emotions and one person could be devastated about that example you just described, or in the example you just gave, the woman chose to feel neutral, right? Yeah. Not to say she's to be happy that she got in a car accident. Of course not. Like that wouldn't make sense, but she was fairly neutral in her response about it, whereas somebody else could be devastated and, you know, completely stuck in victimhood for the next two weeks. Right. Well, because we all make mistakes. So you can really beat yourself up for making a mistake like that. Mm -hmm. And initially she probably did. She was probably like, oh man, shoot. You know, because it was something that just normally isn't there. And we all, without realizing it, get used to pulling out or pulling into our garage a certain way. But in the end, It was just the car that had the damage, not her, not anyone else. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, okay, well, the car needs to be fixed. And that's that. Like, I messed up, but we'll fix it. And that's that. We're all here. Like, we all make mistakes. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I just wanted to note that for people. Like, it's not like a fake sort of make everything sort of like happier than it is. It's not that at all. It's really just reframing things that happen to you, i.e. a circumstance. She hit something in the garage. Fact, Mm -hmm. like just common fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what do we do with that fact? Because we can spin yes. out of control and have a rotten day, or we can do what she did and just be like, get it over the dealer. I need an estimate and I got to figure out, I got to call insurance and get it fixed. End of story. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. And I find this work to be so important for parents. Right. Because, you know, it's like we don't know what we don't know. We go and we live our lives and we behave in ways that, you know, may work up until the point where they don't anymore. 
And I found for me, there were, there were many ways of being or, you know, behaviors that didn't work for me anymore once I became a parent. And so for me, that was like a very like eye-opening, like, whoa, okay, what's really driving all this? And that's when I started to kind of, you know, get into all this mindset work. And, but I think it's really important for parents because, you know, our kids, we've all heard this, right? They're sponges. They're absorbing everything. Everything. Yeah. They're absorbing all of our reactions, all our behaviors, all the things, good, bad, and neutral. Yeah. And so it's so important to be mindful of how we are reacting, of how we are showing up in our day, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of the circumstance, because we, whether we want to realize it or not, we are creating a very powerful blueprint for our kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, as parents, we are their first teachers and it, it's a tremendous blessing and, and a tremendous responsibility. Yeah. And life has a funny way of making us think that it's not working out. And then in the end, you go, man, I'm glad that happened. And that just happened recently with my older daughter going into grad school and applying to grad school and what path she was going to take. And I promised her, I'm like, I'm just going to tell you in the end, it's all going to work out how it's supposed to, because she was sort of Mm -hmm. confused about this decision. And she landed up at a school she never anticipated even applying to ended up applying there kind of last minute and is there now and is thrilled. And she was like, you were right, mom, because where she thought she was going to start off and thought what she was going to do, totally changed course by a bunch of organic experience that occurred along the way. And that's part of the journey. So it was like, I in the beginning, I said, I want you to just embrace this journey because it's going to have some twists and turns. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you're going to land up the way it was supposed to. You know, so again, that was just having an outlook, whereas we could have taken the outlook. Oh, no, this step went this way. Oh, this happened. Uh Oh, no. And we could have all flipped out. But Mm -hmm. instead, I was just like, embrace it because something cool will be there at the end of all of it. You know, Mm -hmm. 100%. That gives us a good segue into the next thing, because you have something you call looking back, where Mm -hmm. you look back to see progress. So explain that for everybody. Yeah. You know, like I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, you know, I think so many working women get caught up like I did in the achievement mentality of what's Mm. next, what's next, right? What should I be doing here? What's, you know, what can I accomplish next? And, you know, that's great and all it has its place, but I think it's also important to acknowledge and recognize how far you've come. Yeah. And to really look back and give yourself so much credit for all the things you have accomplished and achieved in your life Mm -hmm. and all the growth, all the personal growth and development that you went through, through these experiences, whether that was, you know, motherhood or a career transition or moving to the suburbs or across the country, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, all these big life events have tremendous growth potential. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's available to us if we lean into it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, doing that pause to really look back and see, I love to do this at the end of each year too, where I just, you know, get in a quiet space and I kind of just look back through my year month by month, thinking about where I was throughout the previous 12 months and how Mm -hmm. I've grown and evolved. It's so important. And I think there's an opportunity for us to do that for ourselves and to also acknowledge that for our kids as well. It's like, you need to give yourself a pat on the back, right? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And it is, it's really important. And even in the motherhood discussion I was having last week with somebody, we were talking about that too, like in the throes of it, kind of stop and be like, Hey, I kind of handled that pretty well today. I was patient or I was this or whatever, because I think without realizing it, we do so much and accomplish so much. And we don't take a minute to look at that and be proud for a second. We just tend to think we're running backwards. And it's like, well, no, look what we just were able to do. And we got to give ourselves more credit, right? I I agree completely. I mean, so often we, we can get caught in future planning, forward thinking. And while that's useful and has its place, at the end of the day, the only time we have is the present. Yeah. Right. You're right. The only time we have is right now. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. That's right. And so it's so important to just, what I say, stillness is the key. Mm-hmm. It's so important to just be still and reflect mm-hmm. on where you are today and just savor that moment in what's around you right now. Yeah. What's, what's around you right now, the work that went into into where you are today. Like you said, you are exactly where you are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And just put the future, you know, planning, doing activities, all the things on pause for a moment to just take a moment and reflect mm-hmm. because it's really, really important. And it gets you grounded in the present moment, which is what we can all use more of really. Yes. We're going to close with talking about stillness because you talk about it a lot in your coaching, right? With your clients and some effective ways, I guess we could talk about, you know, what stillness provides us. You just mentioned some of that and ways that we can be still in such, you know, busy days that we all have. So I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, this relates very much to the TFAR model and what we've talked about. So, you know, one question my clients will ask in the beginning is, well, how do I get a grip on my mindset? Because I just feel so, you know, anxious, irritated, frustrated, overwhelmed, stressed, whatever it is. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like that's how I'm living. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what I say is you must get quiet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means stillness. Mm-hmm. Another way to refer to this is meditation. Mm-hmm. But some people, there's a lot of misconceptions with what that is and what isn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm saying is just a simple mindfulness meditation where you're just sitting mm-hmm. in stillness doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And the point in this and how it helps you get control of your mindset is you're able mm-hmm. to just be with your thoughts and not take action on them. You're yeah. able to just witness your thoughts See Mm -hmm. how ridiculous most of them are. (laughs) It's so true. And and then you're like, oh, wait. And then you get to more intentionally choose during your day, not when you're like sitting in stillness or meditation. Mm -hmm. Because what I say is when you sit in stillness or meditation, it's like going to the mental gym. So in the same way you would go to the physical gym to strengthen your physical body, Mm -hmm. when you sit in stillness, you're strengthening your mental resiliency. That's a great way to look at it. I love that. Yeah. And there's all sorts of science around this. Like this isn't Mm. woo-woo, spiritual. It can be if you want to go there, but that's not where I start. Mm -hmm. Where I start is the the science-based benefits of stillness, Mm -hmm. mindfulness meditation, 
It's like going to the mental gym. And here's the best part, Jill. Mm. It's, it's cumulative. It's oh. cumulative. So the more you do it, yep. the more it builds, the more mental control and resiliency you then bring into your day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And so I always say, like, if you went to the physical gym, if you wanted stronger legs, your legs would never get stronger if you did squats like once a month. Right. No, you would have to do them like every day or multiple times per week. Yeah. And the same is true with your mental strength. Yeah. You can't go meditate or sit in stillness once a month. Like it has to be a daily practice. Yeah. If you really want to receive these mental mindset benefits. Is there a minimum amount of time you should carve out? Like, do you need more than five minutes? Do you need 10? Like what, what's a good time for people to kind of a lot to just sort of take that time? Yeah. I think everyone can start. I know this is like a blanket statement, but when I first started meditating years ago, I mean, I was very like amped up. I mean, it was hard for me to sit still. Yeah. But even then I still started with 10 minutes. Okay. And so I think everyone can find 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can. Everyone mm -hmm. can find 10 minutes. Not, I think you can. You make mm -hmm. the time, right? Mm -hmm. You make the time because it's that important to you mm -hmm. to feel better, right? Yeah. And so you start with 10 minutes mm -hmm. and it can build from there. But even if you only did 10 minutes, the key is the consistency, mm -hmm. the daily consistency of 10 minutes. You know, we can go out and we can go to the gym or we can run. And those things are hard too. Yeah. But, but we get through them, right? Yeah. But I always say like going to the mental gym, sitting in stillness is, it's even, it's so much easier than going to like the actual gym because you don't even need to like shower or put on shoes. Right. You no, know, you just sit in stillness and you just observe. You observe your thoughts. You observe the chatter and you then get to decide like, okay, none of this is useful. None of this makes sense. I want to feel this way. And so this is the direction I'm going to go in. Yeah, it's so important. And so really, truly, just still not even journaling during this time or anything, right? Journaling would be a separate exercise, do you yeah. think, as far as helping your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. journaling is wonderful too. I have actually a free self-care menu on my website, yep. corporatemomcoach.com. And yep. I actually give a list of what I consider to be top 20 self-care activities for working parents. Okay. And meditation is right up there on the list. I think it's number three or four next to like sleep is number one, which, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I find actually a lot of people sacrifice their sleep. Tons of people do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, start there and it's not a checklist. It's more of a menu so that you can see what nourishing activities are available to you. But, you know, next to sleep and, you know, prioritizing appropriately, meditation for me personally is my non-negotiable. I do it every single morning. And if for some reason I can't do it every morning because one of my kids needs something or wakes up early or whatever it is, mm -hmm. my non-negotiable is I must get it done before noon every okay. day. So Every that's day. good. You've set that yeah boundary and schedule for yourself. I like that. Yeah. So this has been amazing. And I think that if you're a corporate mom and you want to dive deeper into this, Amy's got, like she said, a great freebie, a website, and she has coaching to really help you through this. So 
Amy, let us know the best places to find you. We'll put them in the show notes. If you have any other quick tips or advice you want to close with, feel free to do that also. And we'll put it all in the show notes so people can click on any links, any social media platforms and find you easily. Yes. So you can find most of my information or all my information on my website, corporatemomcoach.com. I have a free self-care menu that you can you can download from the website. Also learn more about my coaching program, the Corporate Mom Mindset Method. And also you can connect with me on Instagram under my name, amy.gretschmeal. That's great. So, so good. So yeah, unless there's any last tip you want to close the show with, this has been great. And I think important. Yes. I would just say, you know, as parents, we have a lot on our plate. We're in a season of our life where the number of responsibilities can feel consuming or all consuming, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so important to really take ownership and management of how we are interpreting all of these responsibilities Mm -hmm. and really show up in our life with a purposeful plan, a purposeful Mm -hmm. plan surrounding our mindset management in addition to our time management. Yeah. Because I find that many parents, they try the time management stuff and it works to a degree for sure, Mm -hmm. but the missing link really is the mindset management component as well. Yeah. And that you're in charge of that. Like you get to choose what that is. I think that's a really good message that you send to. Exactly. Thank you so much. I'm very excited for everybody to learn from you. And it's been great having you here, Amy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jill. Talk soon. And as always, you're going to want to always head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com. I've got a wonderful freebie for you called the Room Planner. And most of the time that you're not getting your house decorated, it's because you don't have a plan in place. This helps you cover it all and get it in motion so you can accomplish your home design goals. Go grab it now. It's totally free. And my course is also still available on the website along with so much more. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.